Please rise as we read from the life of Christ, from the Holy Gospel according to St. John in the 10th chapter. At that time, the Feast of Dedication took place at Jerusalem. It was winter, and Jesus was walking in the temple in the colonnade of Solomon. So the Jews gathered around him and said to him, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus answered them, I told you, and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name bear witness about me. But you do not believe because you are not part of my flock. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. This is the Gospel of the Lord. So who remembers Clara? Clara, you remember Clara? That little lady that used to look over the counter at a Wendy's? And she said, what? Where's the beef? Where's the beef? Years and years ago, like in the dark ages, they used to work at Wendy's, and every now and then you'd get some smart aleck would come in and say, where's the beef? And I'd say, you came to the right place. (laughs) Well, I thought about that, and, and then I thought about way back in the book of Genesis, you probably remember the story of Abraham and Isaac, and God came to Abraham and said, I want you to sacrifice your only son to me, Isaac. And so Abraham gets firewood ready and he's got the torch and the flame and, you know, he's got what he needs and they take off. And Isaac says to him, he knows what they're doing, they're going for a sacrifice. And Isaac says to his dad, he said, but where's the lamb? And Abraham said, well, God will provide the lamb. And so now... We fast forward from Genesis all the way to the end of the Bible and we get over to Revelation and we see John's vision and guess what? God has provided a lamb and that lamb is sitting at the throne of God in that vision. That lamb is Jesus Christ, God's son, that he sacrificed, that he gave up, that he offered up as a sacrifice so that his blood could be shed for our sins. And so he sacrificed his own son. He asked Abraham to, but then he stopped him. But now he sacrificed his own son. He was the Lamb of God, offered for the sins of the world, sacrificed, bled for us. And now he's risen, he's victorious, he's sitting on the throne and you've got all these people, you've got the elders, the four beasts in the vision, you've got all these people gathered around the throne singing the songs of praise that we read in that lesson and singing the praise and honor, giving glory to the Lamb. These people in the white robes that have washed their robes in the blood of the Lamb. People from every tribe and nation from all over the world are gathered to worship the Lamb. But it's interesting that this is a vision. This is John's vision that God gave to him. And it's a vision of what will be, not what is. 
because John was writing to people that were still in this world and still struggling in this world and were facing serious persecution because of their faith and were being put to death because of their faith. But they still had to live out their lives. And we're still on this side of that vision. And so what John was saying to the people of his time that he wrote to that were enduring the persecution, he also says to us. Because isn't it true that we endure struggles? When he talks about coming out of the great tribulation, those people in the white robes, and I'm thinking, yeah, at the end time, we know there's going to be really hard times and a lot of persecution, a lot of tribulation. But really, this whole life is the great tribulation. Because we have struggles all through this life. At every stage of our life, we have struggles. And the struggles take on very different things at different times. But the struggles might be struggles that we have in, in our families. They might be struggles that we have to endure in our workplaces or in our schools. They might be physical struggles, things that we, that we have to face in our lives that, that come and go as we go through life. We all face those struggles. We all have to endure that. We're all in a kind of tribulation. And there's dangers around us all the time. I mean, there are dangers just living in the world. You know, driving down the street, there's danger. Anywhere you go, there's some sort of danger. And there's dangers to to us physically. There's dangers to us emotionally, spiritually. And those are the worst ones. Because we are involved in spiritual battles all the time. It's those other voices besides Jesus that are always out there saying, why do you believe what you believe? Why do you do what you do? Why do you follow that? It doesn't make any sense. Why don't you do this? Why don't you take care of yourself? Why don't you go do something else? And these voices come at us all the time. That's Satan's way of creating problems for us of trying to make life difficult and trying in some way or another to rip apart the bond that we have between us and God that Jesus Christ has established. And it's constant. It's there every day. You can't turn the TV on now without hearing those voices. You can't read the newspaper without seeing those voices in there. They're everywhere. And after a while, don't you just get tired Don't you just get tired of dealing with it? Don't you just wish it could all be perfect, that it could all be good, and you never had to endure any of that stuff, that you never had to struggle, that you never had to go through periods of doubt and uncertainty and wondering about yourself and wondering about the people around you or wondering about the world that you live in. But it's constant. We go through it. It's the great tribulation. And we would all just love to be delivered from it. One day we will. And that's what John's vision is. Toward the end of that vision, and I want to reread a couple of verses, where it talks about they're all gathered around and they're all worshiping the Lamb that's at the throne. And then it says this. 
And he who sits on the throne will shelter them with his presence. Never again will they hunger. Never again will they thirst. The sun will not beat down on them, nor any scorching heat. For the lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd. He will lead them to springs of living water, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. And so now this lamb, this lamb of God, this son of God, Jesus Christ, now becomes the shepherd. And didn't those verses kind of sound like Psalm 23? That lamb is going to take care of us. But we don't have to wait till then. Because that's now too. That lamb that has become our shepherd is with us through everything. And even though we're still in this tribulation, even though we're still in this world and dealing with the things in this world and this life, he's there watching over us. He's there so that when we feel like we're all alone, we're not because he's present. That when we're struggling with something that we're not certain how it's going to come out, he gives us strength. That when we're faced with doubts, he gives us certainty and hope about what the future ultimately holds for us. He shepherds us through this life and goes through everything we go through with us. Even the scripture says that in every way he was tempted just like us. So he understands us and he knows us and he promises that he's going to be with us. So in the midst of all those other voices that that you hear out there day after day after day, his is the voice of truth. His is the one that we listen to. Because in his word, in the word that he gives us, we know that he loves us, that he cares about us, that he's made us his children. We are his sheep, and he's our shepherd, and he cares about us.